So this day, Muhammad never lived such a day like this. This day, your ancestors, they have never lived such a day like this. Your enemies and your demons, they have never lived such a day as this. So it's a great new day. Sometimes you may not see it because the sun will always come and rises up from where it rises up from excess. But you need to have a consciousness to say the day that I am in, it's a great new day. You may not have bought a brand new car, a brand new house, a brand new phone, but today is a great new day. You may not have bought a great new wardrobe, but today is a great new day. Glory be to Jesus. So we have every reason to appreciate and to praise the Lord. We have every reason to emulate and give glory unto God. Regardless in spite of what you are passing through, God is still seated in the heavenly places. Isaiah, he said, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was seated upon the throne with his train filling the temple. He said, I saw seraphims that were standing beside him with his six wings, with its queen. They covered their feet with its queen. They flew with its queen. They gave glory up to God. So you need to understand that regardless of the deadness of your situation, the Lord is still seated upon his throne. You cannot be moved because of political uncertainties in your country. You cannot be moved because you don't have food in your fridge. You cannot be moved because your team was beaten yesterday. God is still God. Glory be to Jesus. He is not changed by Corona, by the pandemic. God is still God. He is not changed by ethnicity. He is not changed by your tribe. You may be a Tonga. You may be a Tosa. You may be a Zulu. That does not change God. God remains God. Glory be to Jesus. That's why when we gather together, we gather in one name, we gather in one spirit, because God is God. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. I say glory be to Jesus. Yeah. Let's appreciate God for our pastor, Pastor Chagau. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Yeah. Yes, daily, uh, 50, 50 and plus years on Friday, so we are going to be celebrating with him after the service and we'll sing for him for, uh, for the Lord who has added uh, another year over his life. Glory to Jesus, amen. So we appreciate him and Mama in the absentia. We know she's at work. It's not a deliberate absence, but she's at work, she's busy. So we appreciate God for that. Uh, let's put our hands together. We want to appreciate God as well, all the people that are here. Pastor Farai and uh, I'll see uh, Fortune. Let's put our hands together for the ones. Jesus, mountain, amen. I saw there's my mother there, my sister sitting uh, next to Sister Siwo. I saw she came with uh, Sister Emma. Uh, she, so that you may appreciate, I realized that she was skilled when we were appreciating people. She was going to be angry that I, I'm the only one who was not greeted. Oh, she's your sister. Saubona. We appreciate you so much. Feel free. You have got a beautiful sister and sister Emma. I don't know your differences when you're home, but you know, here she's one of the best sisters that we've gotten. She is a beautiful soul and a beautiful person. So if you don't appreciate her here, we appreciate her. But we thank you so much for accompanying her, coming together with her in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And I want to appreciate my brother here who has, been, uh, who has played our keyboard team. Let's put our hands together as we appreciate God for his time. Lord, be Jesus and all of you. I want to greet you all in Jesus' mighty name. We appreciate Brother Mudu as well. He is here today with us. May the Lord bless him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Mama Chuma, she was discharged. Now she's at home. So we were, if you are, when you are going home, passing, just to give you a call. You know, if she wants you to come, she say, she says, no, don't go. Glory to Jesus. Don't force 
don't force. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Because she's still in pain after some, some weeks in the hospital. And uh, Brother Muhal, our minister, is not yet with us. He's busy at work. Mr. Gantz is at work. But we thank God for the gift of life. Amen. And today is our Sunday of supernatural empowerment. Amen. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to empower us Amen. for greatness. We want to empower him to empower us so that we command the results in every area of our lives, in every facet of our lives. Don't lie to me that there are areas where you don't need empowerment. Every area of your life we need empowerment. In our marriages, there's a need of empowerment, divine empowerment. At our workplaces, there's a need of divine empowerment. Uh, in your personal life, there's a need for divine empowerment. In your day-to-day -day running and activities, there is a need of divine empowerment. Most of the people that you are competing with, they have been empowered by different sources. So our source is God, so you must empower us. When you are going for a job, know that there are people that have been empowered. You know, I was listening to a certain legend, a soccer legend, who used to play soccer in 1990s and then 2000, he said uh, to the interviewer that when we were in our camps playing soccer, our coaches, they used to ask us for our socks and they would sleep with our socks and our socks could only be given to us on the day of the match. And he said, one day I asked him, why is it we have got our uniforms and our boots? But when it comes to our souls, you take them. And the coach said, we take them to a shrine so that they are cooked and they are mixed in with muti. So that when we get into the pitch, we will win our matches. So you are saying that in every institution under the sun, there are empowerments. When you see your brother failing to make it, in case of Chiefs can know that there are those that have been empowered so that he may not play there. So in the actual workplace, there are empowerments that are there. In the actual company, there are people that can convert what you do. They go to your door, they do what they do while you're sleeping. You come back to work, customers are not coming, demonic empowerments. So we can never empower each other unless and until we disempower demonic structures. And demonic spirits are we together? I was, I was doing some study this past week on occultism on one of the dissertations that I'm doing. I've realized that there is a place in Benin that has entered into a covenant with the demonic spirits for empowerment. They say historically that city it used to be besieged, like what used to happen between a, a Gideon and the Midianites and the people from the east. So they say that it entered into, into a covenant and uh, it fraternized itself to a demonic spirit that operates in Benin. For you to know how Benin is, the capital city of Benin is called Kutono. Kutono, it means at the belly of the serpent, which means the names that are given to Benin, they will tell you that they've dedicated the country to demons. So they will say that that city when it realized its weakness, it fraternized and entered into a covenant with the demonic spirits. So now, in this present day, if you want to enter that city and to go looking for that city, the moment you get near the city, it disappears. You just see a flatland. You see like a desert. But the city will be there. You'll be blinded that. And you go back and say there was no city. The moment you go back, it appears. But in that fraternity, they to give their sons and daughters to the spirit. So in that city, people they don't reach young people, they don't reach 35. Why? Because they fraternized and they've given their children to demons. So when you are 35, you die. They are sacrificed to the spirits. So they are trying now to reverse that spirit that it happened, I think, 50 years ago. For them to reverse the spirit, the spirit is refusing. So in that city, there are only eight and nineties that are there. 
And if you are eight and nine and you become sick up, uh, to the point of death, you will just miraculously become healed after a young person has died. So if I'm 30, I'll make sure that a 20 dies and the 20 is put on my ears. I'm not telling you African movies. I'm not telling you show marks. I'm telling you things that are happening under the sun. Glory to Jesus. And there are families like that, that, you know, uh, fraternized with the spirits, whereby we are not allowed to reach 40, but old people, they are there. There are families where you go there, you find five uh, youth, but hundred old people, youth, I wonder what's transparent, they will never tell you. So we want to disempower satanic and demonic altars. Then we empower ourselves for greatness, and we start to command divine results. It's our year of let God arise, but God will not just arise, but we have to command spiritual results that are tangible. I always tell you that we, we believe in the realms of the spirit, but our belief should be translated into our cosmos so that every reality that is in the realms of the spirit, we believe them in experience. When the Bible says, we thank the Lord and our God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blesses us with the spirit of blessings, we need to move from that notion of being blessed with the spirit of blessings. Then we tap into the veins of the blessings and we start to experience, and I communicate to somebody, those blessings in experience. When you say, I am blessed with the two houses in the realms of the spirit, in the physical, it, 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 it must be. That's why Jesus Christ said unto his disciples when you pray, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right now, what is happening in heaven? There is gold in heaven, there is joy and tribulation, happiness in heaven. But in our area, in our dimension, there's confusion. There are divorces, there's fighting, rejections, and dejections. Which means what we are experiencing on our cosmos is not what is transparent in the realms of the spirit. But this afternoon, we are praying to God and say, whatever identity that I have in the realm of the spirit is the one that I must experience here. In, in the realm of the spirit, they are saying you are a great, mighty woman or man. In this dimension, you should be that. Glory be to Jesus. In, in the realms of the spirit, they are saying there is bread on your table. In the physical, they must be bread. Come on, somebody shout bread. Amen. Am I talking to somebody in this place? Amen. So, well, without any further ado, we are going to plunge into four keys that are responsible for the anointing. Before we get into the time of empowerment, we want to uh, uh, try to investigate uh, four keys that are responsible for the anointing. The anointing will not just come into a person's life, but they are concepts and keys that one should have that are responsible for the anointing. We have the key, which is the Holy Ghost, who is the custodian of the anointing. Jesus Christ said, The Holy Spirit of the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me, which means the Holy Ghost. He is the custodian of the anointing, but there are keys that you can use to access the anointing, which means if the Holy Spirit does not release an anointing in your life, you can tap and get other keys to get the anointing. Are we together? Yes. I said, are we together? Yes. So in these four keys, uh, they are going to ask to encounter the anointing or empowerment or power, glory to Jesus. And these keys, they are spiritual demands that one must observe for him to access the anointing. Come on, shout anointing. Then I'm going to teach you how to receive the anointing. I always tell you, you've heard me saying that the anointing does not have a ministry. It's only the word that has got a ministry. So when I have the word, I have a ministry, but the anointing does not have a ministry. What does the anointing come to do? The anointing, when it's coming, it comes to validate or authenticate what the word of God says over life. 
If God says you are healed, that's the ministry of the word. Then the anointing comes to confirm what the word says. Are we together? So it's very dangerous for you to look for the anointing and missing the word. Because the anointing, it waits for the word to speak, then it comes. Are we together? If the word of God says you are prosperous in your coming in, you are prosperous in your coming out, the anointing waits for that word. Then it finds that which has been spoken already by the word. If I prophesy you power, the anointing it comes to find it or to empower that which has been prophesied. If I say to you, you are a great woman or a great man, that's the word. Then the anointing comes to empower you for that greatness. Are we together? So it's very, very uh, 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 tragical to if you start a ministry based on the anointing without the word. Because the anointing does not have a ministry, it comes after the word has been spoken to you. When God says that let the be, then the anointing comes to establish the let the be. When God comes and declares that a, a nation is supposed to be birthed, the anointing comes to empower that declaration out together. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established by what? By the reason of the oil. Isaiah said that it shall come to pass in that year that his burden shall be lifted off your shoulder and all the yokes shall be broken by the reason of oil. So the word comes after the word has been spoken out together. And God says that you are rising up to dimensions the word of uh, the anointing comes to establish that Jesus Christ said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me too. There is a mandate, an assignment that is there. So it comes following the assignment that is upon a person. So when the anointing comes, it's going to come this afternoon to validate your declarations. But the anointing is not the only that we are going to apply to you. The anointing, it can only work when I believe in myself that I'm going to be empowered. So the empowerment is in you. You have to believe what I'm preaching. And you start to now list all the things and the areas where I need empowerment. So when the anointing is going to come, it validates your belief. I told you that faith is conviction, but when you go just faith for things and you're convicted, that are great, but you don't act based on the conviction, you will not receive. Are we together? I believe and I've got conviction that I can be a boss or a business more cool. If I continue with convictions, convictions, I'm not going to realize my potential unless until I act it out. So the anointing, when it's going to come to your life, you need to activate it over you. Then when you activate, we cement it by oil. Are we together? Glory be to Jesus. Yes. I say it. Glory be to Jesus. Yes. So without the word, the anointing is useless. I'm sorry to say so. Without the word, the anointing is useless. So the first key or the first demand that is needed for someone to, uh, that are responsible for the anointing or for someone to access it. The anointing is intimacy with God. First John chapter 2, subsection 15, are we there? First John chapter 2, someone, someone shout anointing. anointing. I say shout, I didn't say speak, I say shout. Anointing. So, First John chapter 2, verse 15, where we are going to look on the demand that is responsible for the anointing that's intimate with God. Come on, somebody shout intimate with God. I told you, yeah? intimate with God. So the Bible reads here that do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. Then 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, these are the cravings for sensual, uh, sensual gratification, and the lust of the eyes, these are greed longings of the mind, 
and the pride of life, this assurance in one's own resources or in the stability of earthly things, that is wealth, these do not come from the Father, but from the world itself. So they must be intimate with God. Can you imagine for one to receive the anointing that empowers him or her, you need to lose the passion for everything that is in the world. The word there is eros, the word love there is eros. So when many theologians have mistaken this and said we must not prosper, we must not make the life. Why? Because they didn't take that word in context. So the word love there, it must be put in context, which means God wants us to prosper. Come and somebody shout prosperity. God wants us to increase. Come and somebody shout increase. So as we deal with the word eros, the word eros, it means an ungodly affinity, an attachment toward things that take the place of Christ in life. So when the Bible says the love, those that love the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in them, they are speaking of an attachment or an affinity to the things of the world, that passion that one can have. The passion that one has, that when he has bought a 50-inch Sony or something, he can't come to church or she can't come to church glued on that television. It becomes affinity or an attachment, a thing. Are we together? When one buys a car, buys a house, they will not even come to praise and to worship them. They will forget about God. That becomes affinity. When one gets married, when a person is still single, they come, they praise the Lord, they jump before the Lord. The moment they settle down, they marry, they go to Malaysia for honeymoon. The next day, you don't find them in church. That's affinity and attachment to the things of the world. So everything that dethrones God in life, anything that can dethrone Jesus Christ and takes the place of Jesus Christ, that can be a hindrance to the flow of the anointing of my life. I'll, I'll tell that. So if my money becomes an attachment to me, the glory and the anointing will not flow. We have got a lot of people who have come to this place looking for businesses, and now they are business tycoons, and they cannot even remember God. Some have been looking for jobs. They got their jobs. They can't remember God. So which means my job is taking the place of God. That's jealousy. Having that passion, desire, intimacy with the things of the world. God wants you to prosper. Come on, somebody shout, I'll prosper. I'll prosper. He wants you to increase. Shout, I'll increase. So God is not against prosperity. God is not against influence. What is against is exalting and having an obsession of things that I have. Right now, there are people that when God blesses them with a beautiful car, they forget God. When God puts a lot of money in your account, on Sunday, that's when you start to drive going to such city. That becomes obsession altogether. When God puts a lot of money, Sunday, that's when you start to look where is the Proteus? Where are they playing? Are they in Super Sports Air Park? Where is uh, Casey Chiefs? Where is Orlando Pirates? Then you are going there. If you fly as far as United Kingdom to go and watch Liverpool and Chelsea, why? Because you've got enough. That becomes an obsession with things of the world. So you, be you become so attached and you have an affinity with the things of the world. That stops now the flow of the anointing. And I communicate with somebody. Yes. I said, and I communicate with somebody. Yes. We have people that can come to the house of God looking for their children. They are barren for the past 10 years. The moment God blessed them with the twins and triplets, they forget God. And that becomes an attachment to the things of the world. That can stop the flow of God. And I can tell you somebody. That's why there are some legs that we have that are not demonic, that are godly. So when you see sometimes yourself lacking, know that sometimes it is the mercy of God over life. Because he knows that if he gives you before your time, that thing will kill and destroy you. The anointing itself, if it's released upon a person, 
before this or your time, it can destroy you. There's money that if it comes to me before I have gone to a place of maturity, that money can destroy me. So sometimes, some of our lake, if you check with the eyes of the spirit, you realize that it's a God lake, which is not demonic, which is not associated to altars, which is not associated to witchcraft, which is not associated to necromancer. But God is waiting for one to grow. Come on, somebody shout to grow. Grow. If you are shouting, shout to your neighbor, say grow. Grow. So these are some of the legs that we have. God is so merciful. He does not want to see us perishing. He doesn't want to see us dying. So he stops some flaws in our lives. He can close some doors because he loves you so much. When God loves you, he closes doors so that you don't end up with those that will kill you prior to maturity. All together. God can stop an anointing to flow to somebody, not because he hates you, but he's trying to protect you. You know, when the anointing comes or money comes to a person, there is affluence that comes with the anointing. There is aura that comes with anointing. There is value that comes with the anointing. Are we together? There, 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 there is greatness that comes with the anointing. There is influence that comes, like ability that comes with the anointing. So if the anointing is upon my life, and now because when you have with the anointing, there is aura that is a good smell that comes uh, with the anointing. So when you're around, sometimes you cannot smell it yourself. But the moment you enter a place, people can smell it through the nose of the spirit. Then they will start to bless you the more. They will start even to put that carpet for you. So if I'm not mature, the next thing I'll ask people to lick my shoes. I'll ask people to give and to give reference to me. When I'm walking here, you must, you know, stand from your seats. Then you go down and you know, on your bed, you prostrate over me. Why? Because there's aura that comes with the anointing out together. So some doors that have closed in your life, I want you to check them through the spirit. You realize that it's God who's protecting you because it's a merciful God. When you say God is merciful, it's not merciful when it comes to your battles. He's merciful in, in the area of protecting you. You protect you to an extent that he stops some other increases and dimensions to be opened up to you. I prophesy this afternoon that let this anointing comes with maturity, comes and let it come with growth. Are we together? Yeah. I said, are we together? Yeah. So when the anointing is coming, a very good example, there are people that God has anointed and has yes, raised up in our civilization. The likes of Archbishop, let's give an example of Archbishop Duncan Williams. If Archbishop Duncan Williams right now uh, says, I need a minute of a shirt, only a shirt, do you know that if he is in Ghana, all the shirts of his size, they will run out of stock in shops. Why? Because everyone would want to take part to that anointing. Everyone would just go and buy until the shops would say that they will no longer have with size 46. Why? Because there's aura. Are we together? There are people with that influence. So we need now to have the Holy Spirit to control us in our influence. Mm, are we together? There are people that we love so much that they got the glory. So intimacy with God is very, very important. So sometimes it's easy to misuse the anointing that God has given you to empower you, to misuse your empowerment against or at the expense of the people that are within your vicinity. If you read Proverbs, it's for reference sake, Proverbs 23, verse 26, you'll find it again where uh, Solomon was saying, my son, give me thine heart. What I need are not ties, my son. What I need are not flowers. I need your heart. So when the Bible speaks of intimacy, it means God, he needs your heart before he gets your tithes. Are we together? God needs your heart before you bring your fuel. God needs your heart before you build an altar. My son, give me thy heart. Are we together? So this afternoon, God is looking for your heart. He's looking past your mistakes. He's looking past your, 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 your physical appearance, but he's looking for your heart. Are we together? He's looking for that which is spiritual. So the moment you give your heart to God, you have opened up 
and access to the anointing. The moment you say, that's why he said, I found a man after my heart in the name of David. It was easy for the anointing to flow in the lives of David. He's the one who says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, for he makes me to lie down in greener pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear nothing, for you are with me, your Lord and your staff, it comforts me. Then you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. So I prophesy an overflow over your life. Why? Because God had declared that I found a man after my own heart. It's not only God who had found a man after his own heart. Even David had opened up his heart for God. Glory to Jesus. So if I open my heart for God, God opened his heart for me. Then when he declares now, you say, I found a woman or a man after my own heart. That's when you can walk around the house and say, He anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows. What is overflowing? That's influence. Which means he empowers me, then my, my influence or my empowerment, it goes beyond Houghton, it goes to Western Cape, it goes beyond Western Cape, Eastern Cape, I'm not there. If you go to Botswana, I'm not there. If you go to Zambia, I'm not That's why there are ministers that are known in Brazil, that are known in India, because there is an overflow. Oh, after the empowerment, are we together? Amen. That can happen to you. God did not end with those that you know. That can happen with you after you anoint you this afternoon, this influence. Because you can never be anointed and filled with influence in life. The moment you get anointed, they will be influenced. Demons will be influenced with you. Which means demons, they will not even come at your door and they will not come at your tent. Why? Because you are anointed. Come on, somebody shout, I am anointed. Number two, demand that is needed to access the word of God. That's uh, honor to the word of God or respect to the word of God. Honor to the word of God. John 1 verse 3, Habakkuk 3 verse 4. John 1 verse 3, Habakkuk verse 4. John 1 verse 3. Come on, can somebody read John 1, verse 3? Then we are going to marry it with Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 4. Are we there? John 1, verse 3. Through him all things were made. Through him all things were made. He wore the word. Continue. Without him nothing was made that is Without him, nothing was made that was made. Who? The word. Then Habakkuk 3, verse 4, that must become your national anthem. The Bible reads, in his brightness, let me start from 3, God, approaching from Sinai, came from Teman, which represents Edom, and the Holy One from the Mount Paran in Sinai region. His glory, come on, somebody shout glory. Covered the heavens, and the whole earth was full of his praise. For, and his brightness was like the sun, shining sunlight. Rays streamed from his hand. And there was the hiding place of his power. So there is a hiding place of God's power. Which means God hides his power in his world. He does not hide his power in any area, but he hides his power in his world. So the moment now I will start to live by the principles of the kingdom, the anointing now will start to flow over my life. Why? Because the power that we are looking for, the anointing that we are looking for is hidden in God's word. Come on, somebody shut the word. I don't change that word. Miracles are hidden in God's word. Increase is written in God's word. Uh, power is written in God's word. Elevation is written in God's word. Politics is hidden in God's word. Economics hidden in God's word. All the things engineering hidden in God's word. Agriculture is hidden. So all the power that I'm looking for, money that I'm looking for, is hidden in God's word. The Bible says God is coming from Sinai through Taman. Then 
the power or the brightness was like the sunlight rain streamed from his head, and there was the hiding place of his power. Come on, someone shout God's power. So the power of God hides in his word. There is a direct relationship between the word and power. Without the word, there's no power. There is a, a direct relationship between the anointing and the word. Without the word, there is no anointing. So, anyone who releases or showcases the anointing without showcasing the word or giving value to the word, that person deserves to be suspected. If I come here and I miss the anointing, then people are rising up from the way of Miracles, signs, and wonders are happening, but I have got a problem with the word, and I am ignorant to the word of God. I, 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 I can be suspected for that, and you've got all the right to be suspicious. Are we together? Where are you getting your miracles? Where are you getting your propositions? Where are you getting your presuppositions? Where are you getting your declarations? I once told you that any prayer that is worthless, that prayer is not effectual and effective. Why? Because it does not call and cause the Holy Spirit to come and to do His work. When I come and I start to complain, the Holy Spirit will come in His capacity as the comforter. He will not come in His capacity as the power. But when we release the anointing, and let it with words, miracles will start to happen. Come on, Sabbath shout, amen. amen. When I prosper through the world, people do not suspect me out together. Even my generation, I can sit down and write a generational motivational letter to my generation and say, if you want to prosper, do a discipline. But if I cut an anointing without the word, what am I going to leave? So I don't have a legacy for the generation to come. That's why God said unto Joshua, let this book of the law depart not from your mouth, but meditate upon it day and night. So the more the meditation, the more the anointing that was coming upon Joshua, and God said the more you meditate, prosperity will follow you, the more you meditate, you're going to increase. That's why after Moses is gone, the next person is in line is Joshua, because he's carrying the anointing through the meditation of the world out together. So you have got keys to the anointing. You don't wait for a Sunday service. The moment you have got a Bible with you at home, that's the key to the anointing altogether. The moment I carry the word within me, I have got a key to the word and to the anointing. I'll be together. I'll be together. The Bible says nothing was made which was made except by his word. Nothing. When the Bible says nothing, nothing is nothing. Which means the anointing cannot flow without God's word. The anointing cannot be released over my life without God's word. I would better. The anointing cannot come to me without God's word. So I prophesy over life. Let the word of God prevail over you. The Bible says in the city of Ephesus, so mightly grew the word of God. So the more the word grows in you, the more the word comes and it becomes a my, 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 my portion and my bread. The anointing, it comes because the anointing, it always embeds the word. The anointing, it comes and to escort the word, which means I will receive the word and the anointing. So right now, as I'm speaking to you, receive the word. Amen. As you receive the word, you are receiving the anointing. Amen. I say it as you receive the word, you are receiving the anointing. Amen. Because God is a sincere God. Sometimes he allows us to have a glimpse of his power and anointing. But that does not negate the principles and the keys that we must use to get the anointing out together. Yeah. Having the anointing without the word is like seeing someone who has never been pregnant carrying a child and claiming that the child is mine. That person deserves to be suspected. Where did you carry your pregnancy? I did not have it. Uh, I was not pregnant. So where did you get the child? The child is mine. I gave birth. How did you give birth without going the process of nine months? So that person, even if he's or she's a Christian, 
that person deserves to be taken to the police. We can take that person under the anointing with the glory of God. We escort you to the police because we are suspecting something funny and a four plays being played here. So if I come with the anointing every day, I walk on top of the water, I fly, you know, or in the air, but without the world to support what I'm doing, I deserve to be suspected. Glory to Jesus. Number three, demand that is needed for the anointing to come to a person's life is prayer with fasting. Not prayer and fasting. I know that you are going to put end there. We are used to that. But it's prayer with fasting. Come on, somebody shout prayer. Prayer. I don't hear you. Prayer. With fasting. With fasting. So we are going to uh, get now our support from Luke 4, verse 1 to 2, then verse uh, 14 to 15. The Bible reads in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 1, Then Jesus, come on, somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Holy Spirit. I pray and I declare, let the Holy Spirit lead you. For during 40 days in the wilderness desert, where he was tempted, tried to stay exceedingly by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were completed, he was hungry, 14 and 15. Then Jesus went back full of and under the power. Come on, somebody shout power. power. I don't hear you. Power. Under the power of the Holy Spirit into Galilee, and the fame of him spread through the whole region round about. The anointing or the empowerment of the Holy Spirit brings fame over your life. Which means if I'm in business or I am in arts, when power is over my life and the anointing is over my life, my fame will go around the whole region. The reason why we have not yet managed to influence the whole region is because there is no enough empowerment. Do you have a business idea? Do you have a, 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 a business that you've already established? Why is it not going around the region of Hawking? It's because there's no fan. But the Holy Spirit said, when Jesus Christ was full of the Holy Spirit, his fan, it went around the whole region of Jerusalem. And the Bible says, and he himself conducted teachings in their synagogues, being recognized and honored and praised by all, which means the anointing, it brings recognition. Come on, support, shout recognition. Not only recognition, the anointing, again, it brings honor. People do honor you without buying them. People don't just honor you. So when we speak of the uh, anointing, it has to be achieved through these principles and demands. It is not just prayer, and fasting, it is prayer with fasting. So the emphasis is on prayer. Fasting is only an accelerator, which means when I pray and fasting, the emphasis of my spiritual empowerment is on prayer. But when I'm fasting, fasting is there to accelerate me. Glory to Jesus. Which means a person who is praying without fasting does not have acceleration that one has who is fasting. You need acceleration in life. Prayer with fasting, not end, but with the fasting, which means I'm praying together at the same time. I am fasting. If you want to walk in genuine spiritual power, the facilitator of the anointing and prayer is fasting. When you pray and you fasting, there is facilitation of power. Glory be Jesus. Come on, somebody shout power. Come on, shout power. You can never command supernatural results without being a student of prayer with fasting. You can never break kinds, demonic altars, covenants, they cannot be broken if you are not a student of prayer and fasting. Things that are reconstrained, demons that are obnoxious, they will never leave your space if you are not a student of prayer and fasting. So you need to pray and fast. Then the anointing. Jesus Christ being God, he went up the mountain on fasting, then he fasted 
when he was first in power came upon Jesus, not only power, the Holy Spirit affirmed and confirmed that which Jesus Christ was doing. Then he went now to all the regions, starting with the Galilee, where the Benjamites were domiciled. When he was in Galilee, his family went as far as Kidnam, it went as far as Tyre and Sidon, where because the person is full of power, through the Holy Spirit, are we together? And the Bible says he went even in that synagogues. He did not go to action chapel, but he went to different synagogues, preaching the gospel, attesting and confessing the word of God. Then those that were in synagogues, they praised him and they honored him. Are, are we together? They recognized his ministry. I pray and I declare the power of recognition is coming over life. I prophesy honor is coming over my life. Yes, power is coming over my life. Influence is following over my life altogether. Then, for reference sake, you can read James chapter 5, 13 to 18 again. The last one is impartation. Come on, somebody shout impartation. I don't say impartation. If you want to access the anointing and spiritual empowerment, you need impartation. Okay, what is impartation? Impartation is a system of transference of spiritual possibilities that are in Christ through the Holy Spirit. It's a transference of power. It's a transference of grace. That is in Jesus through the medium of the Holy Spirit. That's impartation. So when we say we are imparting you, we impart you the possibilities that are in Jesus. Which means if Jesus is an influence, a world changer, we impart that anointing of a life. When you leave this place, you change your community, you change your vicinity, you change your country, and you change even your village. Why? Because there are possibilities that are in Jesus Christ that are being released over your life. That's impartation. Are we together? Come on, somebody shout impartation. And there are two principal platforms for impartation. Number one, you can have impartation directly from God. An example of this is in 1 Kings chapter 3, subsection 3 to 13. For reference sake, I'm just going to annotate it. The Bible speaks of Solomon when he received the anointing for wisdom and understanding from God directly. The Bible says he was sleeping and God came after he was, he came, God said, and Solomon, what do you want me to do to you? And Solomon spoke and said, give me wisdom, so that I may lead your people that have given unto me. And God said, and Solomon, because you ask him not for material things, you ask him for knowledge and wisdom to lead my people. Now I'm going to give wisdom, understanding, and on top of that, I give you prosperity. So do you know what is prosperity? When God gives you wisdom and understanding, it becomes prosperity. And God said, why am I giving you this? Because you were not obsessed in of all these spiritual things. And this impartation is happening while Solomon is sleeping. Solomon is not aware of the things that are happening, but his spirit is away. And God imparted, the Bible says, then God imparted the anointing of understanding of Solomon so that he may excel. And you read about Solomon in his lifetime. He was one of the kings that excelled in Israel and in Jerusalem. Out together, why? Because he got an impartation directly from God. And number two, second platform for impartation is when you get an impartation from a person or a custodian of that anointing. God has raised people and institutions and he has hidden his anointing in people. There are people that God has elected in a community, in a generation that carries the anointing. These are custodians. When we say custodian, we are saying they are carriers. This anointing does not belong to them rightly, but these are carriers of the anointing. So God hides his anointing in people. He hides his anointing in institutions. He hides his anointing in territories. There are territories that when you go there, you can get access to the anointing. That's why you see year in and year out, people, they are always flying to Israel. Why? Because there are places that they know that there is the residue of Jesus Christ. Because you go to Israel, 
you that was appealed to go to the Mount of Transfiguration. You go there, you can see places where Jesus Christ was buried. You go there, there is an aura, and there is a residue of Jesus Christ's power and anointing. So those places, territories, they carry the anointing. Are we together? There are places in the Bible from the Old Testament scattered through uh, up to the book of Revelation where the anointing was needed. One day, Jacob is running away from Esau. He got to a place which he did not know that it carried the anointing. He slept in there and the Bible says the heavens opened up on him and he saw angels. They were trafficking angels. Why? Because there was the anointing. These are territories that God has released. Abraham met Melchizedek. Melchizedek is carrying the anointing of increase, the anointing that rebuked Devorus. Then he took a ten percent and he released and seated in Melchizedek. When he did that, the Bible says he cares on behalf of Levi, who was not yet born. Why? Because Melchizedek is carrying power. Are we together? So there are territories, there are places that carry the anointing. There are territories and places that when you go there, your life changes. Things they transform. So if there are places that carry the anointing that are physical, they are even demonic places that carry demonic anointings. That when you go to that particular place, you can be broken. You go to that particular place, your boss will fire you. Why? Because of a territory. Are we together? You, there are people again that when you meet by honoring them, you have an access to what is anointing. There will be a flow of the anointing of your life. And there are people again that have a bad anointing that when you meet up with them, things they will turn for the bad. Can I preach to somebody in this place? There are people that when you meet one day, things they will shift. Can I promise you like I feel I pray and I declare the list. That's why sometimes when you meet people, be gracious and kind enough in, in honoring them because in them there is a residue of the anointing. Apostle Paul is coming and is saying that be gracious in doing good unto people, give honor to people. Why? Because in doing so, some people they honored angels in the name of Abraham. When Abraham saw three people, he didn't know with his cognition that they were carrying the anointing. And among them, God was there, who was carrying the Holy Spirit. But because he had the Holy Spirit, he called these people and he said, sit down, I'm going to feed you. And when he fed them, God he said, I'm not going to hide this thing to my friend Abraham. Yet I know that I'm about to make him a father to many nations, can I preach like a feet? And the Bible says, God said unto Abraham, that I'm about to go to Sodom and Gomorrah, and I'm about to destroy, obliterate, and annihilate Sodom and Gomorrah. So what can I do? And Abraham said unto God, he started to speak to God and negotiate with God. And Abraham said, if you find the food people, are you going to continue to obliterate it? And God said, I'm not going to obliterate that righteous. And Abraham said, if you find it, that he, and God said, I'm not going to destroy him. And Abraham went down because he knew that they were not Thirty people in Sodom and Gomorrah. He was looking at Lot, who was the only person who was left in his wife. And Abraham negotiated with God. Anointing, it makes him to negotiate. And the Bible says, Abraham said unto God, If you find it, great people, I'm going to destroy you. And God said unto Abraham, I'm not going to destroy. And Abraham went on down, down. He got to tell you, and God said, I'm not going to destroy if I find 10 people who are carrying the anointing and who are righteous. Can prophesy like a virgin? God is not looking for many people in your family that have the power that are righteous and that are good. He's looking for you. And when you present yourself as I said, that God is looking for intimacy, God is going to come and is going to affect you to another level. I prophesy in this place that there are institutions that are going to God to that gives power and empowerment. When you get to that institution, the influence of my life. There are people that are about to meet this week that carries the anointing, that carries power, answers 
exclusions. These people, they are not like people. I'm reminded of David. He said, Is there anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I will show you kindness for the sake of, of, of Jonathan? And the Bible says, One man called Siva said unto God, There is a man called Mephibosheth in Lodibah, but the man is crippled, the man is poor, broke, and is, is maimed. Condition. I don't care his political status. I don't care about his wealth. What I need to bring Mephibosheth to my table. And I'm about to die with Mephibosheth. God is going to look at you. He doesn't get your background. He knows that you are a failure alone. But he said this afternoon that I'm about to empower you so that you may start to get to better dimensions in your life. The Bible says the fact they were wise, the fact they were ignorant. When the Bible was speaking of their ignorance, it was not speaking about their societal ignorance, and it was not speaking about their availability. It's not their availability or unavailability that made them ignorant, but it was lack of access to the anointing that made them to be ignorant. That when they realized that they ran out of oil which they anointed, they went to look for the anointing from the seller. The Bible, when it's speaking of a seller, is speaking of exchange. It's not speaking about selling, but exchange, which means the anointing cannot be sold. But there is an exchange that comes to a person's life. When I'm going to pray for you, I'm not selling the anointing to you, but there must be an exchange that comes into life. When I exchange things, possibilities don't start to come into life. That's why one singer once said and said that I am trading my soul for the joy that is in Jesus Christ. So this afternoon you are strengthening your poverty for the prosperity that is in Jesus Christ. Am I talking to somebody in this place? I am trading my weakness for the power that is in Jesus Christ. I am trading my for the abundance that is in Jesus Christ. Can I prophesy that I feel I am treating my ignorance from the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that is in Jesus Christ. Can I prophesy that I feel Can I prophesy to somebody in this place? The five pigeons that were foolish, they were foolish because they lacked access to the power and the anointing of the can I prophesy to somebody? That's why Isaiah 10 27 said that it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be lifted off your shoulders and every yoke shall be broken. Why? Because of the anointing. Can I prophesy like a fish? Let's go. 
Fruitful in your business. Fruitful in your company. Fruitful in your workplace. 
Shall to come 